Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Venturn. I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. But before we begin our show, I'd like to invite Kayla to start us off with prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, we come before you and we thank you for the great love that you have for us. We thank you for this day and for all of the blessings that you have given to us. Lord, I pray that you may continue to bless us with your guidance and peace. And I pray that we may look to the saints to be an inspiration of your love and joy and hope. Our Lady, Queen of Victory, pray, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you so much, Kayla. There <laughs> you go. Nick, yeah, you, no, you, no, no. Take the reins, <laughs> Trisha. Take the I'm reins. I'm just really excited about this show. Uh, today we're going to do a show on um, just saints and sanctity Another of show. life. Another it's, show. It's great. And more importantly, it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> uh, surprising, surprising. Trisha wants to do a competition. Actually, I do have to say, though, I was just at a dinner with Trisha, and the friend that we were with said to her, it seems like you just make up rules as you go along in regards to a completely <laughs> different game. And I looked at this person and I said, I have heard that once or twice before. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's what life's all about. Making up rules. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I don't know if you all are uh, familiar with the terminology, the church suffering, the church triumphant, and the church victorious. Mm-hmm. Um, victorious, right? Church Militant. suffering, church mi- militant, militant, church triumphant. Apparently, yeah. I'm not as familiar with the terminology. Triumphant, either. militant, so, suffering. So you got, I think you were like two out of three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's 66%. Yeah, so if we're keeping score, Father Adventure, one. one Trisha Casson, <laughs> zero. Two-thirds. 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 Okay, two-thirds. <laughs> so nonetheless, um, the church triumphant are our brothers and sisters who are in heaven already, who have won the battle. Um, the church suffering are our brothers and sisters who are purifying themselves in purgatory, um, preparing themselves for eternity with Jesus Christ. And then the church militant are everybody here on earth who are like in battle for heaven, right? We are like in in battle. We are fighting, fighting for, for the souls, kingdom of God. Yeah. fighting for our souls. And it's like exciting, right? We got to get our armor on. And I was just, I was teaching a class in seventh grade about the three, well, I was trying to, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you remembered it then. The grace of the Holy Spirit I works. I had notes in front of me yeah. then. <laughs> but we were getting really excited that, like, we are soldiers here on Earth, and we're in this battle, and um, and we're reflecting on, like, you know, lives of the saints and, and what role they play in our lives. And I kind of like to imagine it, and Father, you can tell me if this is completely heretical, because apparently I often make up my own roles. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, that, like... We are in this battle and like picture like the men and women in the military in the United States, like they're off at seas and they're fighting and like we all like want them to be safe and we all like pray and hope that they can come home um, mm-hmm. and uh, as a better person. And mm-hmm. um, we're so like so grateful mm-hmm. for their sacrifice and so grateful um, that they're off away fighting for for lives and, and for our families. And I kind of like to picture the saints in heaven as like uh, those of us back at home, like waiting for the return mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm. soldiers and like um, so grateful that they're there fighting for the salvation mm-hmm. of the, their families and the other people they love on earth. Um, and like, you know how soldiers get like 
letters and care packages. Hopefully they do. Um, just words of encouragement or sometimes when they come home, they have rallies like mm-hmm. cheering for like the people at home cheering them on. Sometimes I think the saints are like, yeah. And I think that's a very accurate kind you of know, like portrayal. Sending yeah. us, like words of encouragement. Nonetheless, it's not usually a written letter, but just like maybe speaking to our heart and interceding for us and cheering us on so much because they know like how free it is to be in heaven. Yeah. That's a pretty cool analogy. Yeah. That's a cool image. No, just thinking about like them cheering us on uh, here, you know, fighting for our souls and fighting for, you know, the souls of our family and friends. I think that is a beautiful image of, you know, the relationship of the church triumphant with the church militant, you know, wanting us to come home because heaven, it's ultimately our homeland. Mm -hmm. This is just a stop Mm -hmm. um, along the way, you know, that journey towards God, that uh, union with the Trinity, that participation it's it's really uh, yeah I could talk forever about it yeah. but yeah no that's that's an excellent so point it's it's great that this show we can talk about maybe four particular saints in heaven who we just feel like are encouraging us right now or who are mm-hmm. who are cheering us on here in in the fight and um, maybe who have touched us in personal ways mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, uh, that'd be, and we that'd can be fight great. about it along the way <laughs> right <And> <laughs> I, <laughs> how would we fight about it no, I mean the competition guess. Like, oh about guess it what they who, the who they are you mean well, we're fighting now. Um, are we? The, yeah, I, fighting for heaven. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, thought you, I thought you meant in our conversation. Right, like, and I was like, this isn't really fighting. Not um, yet, at least. <laughs> so I think there's no no real reason to go over the ground rules since Trisha will adjust them as we go along. So um, so I guess I can go first with my sure. saint. Sure, okay. Cool, great. So, uh, Wait, right off- but we do need some rules. So uh, <laughs> that's going to change later, but continue. Should we just say the name as soon as we know, or wait till Joel's done speaking? I would say I'm. Um, let's say the name as soon as we know, and okay. then Joel, Joel are can you okay continue. with that? That's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I say cool. we say the name as soon as we know. That way, the listeners can, you know, hear the name, and then Joel right, can continue, right, right, yeah. or so, whoever's talking yep. continue. Okay. Great. So the saint I picked uh, has <laughs> been. Uh, uh, oh, I got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> has, Just kidding. Uh, has held a special place in my family um, for going back as far as my dad. Uh, it was he picked it as his um, saint for um, confirmation. So it is his confirmation saint. Does anybody know it at this point? Nope. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, great. I, I, Terrific. Nope. Sebastian. Joel and I did it date in the sixth grade, but <sighs> I. Do not know if we were able to know. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that we ever got to that point of knowing his no, father's didn't quite get that confirmation part, no. saint. So I don't know it. So okay. uh, more specifically, uh, this saint was beatified in 1995 and made a saint in 2009. So uh, it's odd that that never came up. I, I thought this guy has been a saint forever, but apparently not. So didn't get beatified till 1995. Wait, but your dad was confirmed in sixth you can, grade. You can, you, have... you can choose blessed. Can... Yeah. Oh, so or venerables. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't necessarily even have to be saint. So, uh, feast day is celebrated May tenth, and we'll get into a little bit further why that might be possible. Uh, Tricia, uh, he he's from Belgium, originally born in Belgium. Um, so the name Saint Louis de Montfort. No, so no. his name you wouldn't really recognize <laughs> because when he was um, when he became a priest, he took uh, a different name, and that the the name that he took was already a saint from uh, the early church. So that's potentially why my father picked this the same. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, they didn't have Wikipedia back then, so we might have just been confused. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the saint was uneducated, um, and so they were very hesitant to allow him to become a priest. But he was able to quickly learn Latin just from hearing his oh. brother. Um, and so he uh, 
so the 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 priest ultimately allowed him to join an attempt to become a priest um and before he was ordained he prayed he prayed daily to saint francis xavier uh who is the patron saint of missionaries because he really wanted to go on mission uh, and so eventually like three years into his training to become a priest um he was sent on his first mission and ordained actually when he arrived in his mission location oh. um and this was uh, mid to late 1800s okay so um so uh, after, um, so his missionary work took him to a uh, what some could argue was a beautiful place in the world. But however, when he went, when he got there, there was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of disease, a lot of illness. Um, the people who had been trying to col- colonize this location brought a lot of disease. Saint Unifero Sarah, was it? It was not. No. I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but continue. Yeah, that's Joel. part of my continuing education. I'll take that back. Um, <laughs> So he, uh, there was there was a lot of political upheaval because people were trying to colonize this, and the native people of this land had not developed any immunity to diseases. So disease was running rampant, and when in an area where disease is running rampant, um, the peop- the inhabitants turned to earthly. Uh, was there a movie based on this? Probably. Saint Tom, in- say uh, Damien. Are we allowed to give second guesses? Or are we just going to name every no, Saint Damien no, Molokai? Saint Damien Molokai. I know it was Saint Damien. I'm going to give it to Father Nick because he said yeah. specifically <laughs> Saint Damien and Molokai. Wait, um, wait, I have a question. Who was who was the previous Saint Damien? There was a, an early church father named Saint Damien. Okay, oh, it's there is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let By me, the way, let I think me I'm continue. I'm going to change the rules that we can't blurt out in the middle because I think our listeners are going to be really confused and now associate three names to one story. Okay. <laughs> so, so for those listening to Alive for More on AM820, uh, just to summarize, we are talking about Saint Damien of Molokai, uh, who is uh, a Hawaiian. Or he was born. Uh, he was in uh, Belgium. In Belgium, but he is known for his service in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so basically, as I was saying, um, he did a lot of work with lepers, which was uh, leprosy, a disease brought on um, by um, traders to the um, trading goods, that is, uh, to Hawaii. And um, the ironic part was, uh, and in those days, they thought leprosy was a contagious disease, um, that the, re- the way to treat it would be to isolate it and it would die out. Ironically enough... Um, actually, ninety-five percent of humans have an, a natural immunity to leprosy. So there's there's not a ton of uh, contagency uh, with leprosy. However, they didn't know that at the time. So Father Damien uh, did a lot to help them help take care of the natives. He helped build villages. Um, like I said, there was political upheaval. Um, so he did a lot to help the sick, help build up their communities. Um, he did a lot to to help the morality because, as I was saying, um, in an area where disease is running rampant and where there's political upheaval, people turn to whatever um, consolation they can find. And unfortunately, the natives were turning to alcohol and uh, immoral uh, in, immoral acts. So um, Father Damien did a lot to, to help out with and, that. And this is a beautiful commentary on, like, you know, when we want to change our world, it's not through social programs. Right. It's through, you know, recognizing people's dignity, loving them, and calling them on, you know, through acts of love to, you know, see who they are. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of times, we just don't even recognize our own dignity. Mm-hmm. And St. Damien did that. I mean, there are some things that I've read about him that just did that beautifully. In fact, this is one story. I don't know. If I, let me know if no, I'm stealing ahead. this no, from you. No, go ahead. Is, you know, because people are so afraid of catching leprosy, there when ships would come by to drop off supplies... Because at least they would still do that. They wouldn't let him on board be, uh, 
even though he didn't at the time didn't have leprosy, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let him on board because they were just afraid. But he needed to go to confession. And he said, do you have a priest on board? Yes, mm-hmm. but we're not going to let him down. Uh, you're not allowed to come up here, and we're not going to let him down. Mm-hmm. So this priest heard his confession from the ship's prow uh, in Latin. They were shouting at each other in Latin from the dock oh to the goodness. ship that is awesome. uh, for, for confession, which wow. I was like, huh, okay, I, maybe I need to learn Latin. Well, <laughs> and that's interesting, too, because he didn't even know Latin before. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. needed, that was something he needed to learn. So it's really cool how they're work through both of those and and the reason that father damien speaks to me is because he because of, of his background he was not an educated person um he uh he he learned he, he let his actions speak for him and that's how he did his missionary work was he let his actions uh i guess sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for here he let his actions lead people to Christ. right and that's a beautiful thing with saints you know it's our actions it's our closeness with our lord that allows conversion in the world to happen I think since I have the lead here, I'm going to go next. And it can, well, when you were saying conversion of the world, it yeah. makes us alive for more. Yeah, which you're yep. listening to on St. Gabriel Radio. You, my name is Father Nick Venturn. I'm joined by Kayla Walton, Trisha Casson, and Joel Yarmish. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Sorry, I just went on play there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the score update is Kayla won. And no, every- no, Father, <laughs> Father Ventura won. Oh, fine. Kayla Zero. I, but I really did appreciate that story. Yeah, yeah thank that you. Was yeah, really good. it was it was good. So, <laughs> my, my uh, well, Trisha actually kind of elevated the conversation. Thank you. That's good. And instead <laughs> what of do you mean, like, she, like I, she normally doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't follow. No, I'm sorry. We're picking on Trisha a lot. I apologize. That is my fault. Um, so the saints that I want to talk about, they are. It's multiple, but it's a group of them. Wait, it's a group of them. Okay. No, the uh, North American martyrs. Nope. Um, but they are martyrs. So can we change the rules to save guessing until the end? Save yes. guessing till the end? Okay. All right. Perfect. So, sorry. Can I just go back to my thing one second? Go you, ahead. You asked if there was a St. Damien before Father Damien. Yeah. St. Cosmos and Damien are actually, yeah. that's that's a different St. Damien. So when you hear in the middle of, of Mass and you hear St. Cosmos and Damien pray for us, those are actually two different saints than Father Damien, who is um, from Hawaii. Anyways, proceed. Proceed. Oh, thank you. So I've only recently learned of these saints, uh, mostly because there were two holy sisters I encountered, and they told me I had to learn about them. So, like a good, uh, uh, like a good Catholic, I listened to those who are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And so these saints are um, from France, and they are martyrs, and they were um, martyred in the 1800s. And the reason why I had to learn about them is because, and this is testing our friendships here, those who may or may not know my birthday, um, it's this, my birthday is their feast day, it turns out, and I had no idea. And their story was they were a, a group of uh, religious who lived in France, and, you know, in France there was this big upheaval, you know, the reign of terror, and, you know, one of the interesting facts is that these martyrs were martyred at the end of the Reign of Terror, okay. uh, because after their martyrdom, the Reign of Terror ended, like within a week or so. And as I was learning about these these saints, one of the beautiful, beautiful things about them is that they, they there was great religious persecution this time, because when France was going through the, the, the revolution at this time— the Catholic Church was actually very embedded with the government, embedded with things that the French people were trying to change. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that they hated the church, but 
because of the involvement of a few key players from the church in French politics, everybody who belonged to the church was persecuted. So one of the coolest things about this is that when they when these religious are being martyred, before they went to the guillotine, starting with the novice of this order, went to the mother superior um, and asked for permission to die. And then and Mother Superior gave it, and they were singing the uh, Te Deum. They were singing different religious hymns. And at, usually after the death of uh, after the death of any of the people they were trying to kill, there would be this raucous cheering and, and just carrying on. But after the death of all these martyrs, there was silence. Palpable silence. And it was just the unique thing. And then within a week or so, the reign of terror ended. So, given enough here, what's the guess of who I these murders are? I know this story. I do not remember the name, though. Do I, Trisha, the rule maker, do I get a score if I... <laughs> if nobody guesses, of course. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. The Martyrs of Compiègne. Uh, <laughs> the Carmelite sisters. Yes, uh, I was going French... to say, I remember this story. I remember the story about asking the superior. I remember it all. But no. okay. how, how many? How many were there? There were like fifteen. Oh wow! Or okay. so. I mean, it, it was it was a beautiful. And the thing is, is that they had originally taken away their habits, and they were supposed to just wear their you know normal clothes. But because their normal clothes were being washed, they had to wear their habits when they were executed, which is a beautiful thing. Yep. Um, but the reason why the sisters told me to look into these martyrs is because my birthday is July 17th, and there's like, these these martyrs have been chasing you. And when I, when I went to go look them up, some of the names of the sisters, the religious names, are some of my favorite saints. That's awesome. So I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah you have. Yep. So it's just a beautiful thing. So Father Nick, two, everybody else, zero. Yeah, All so right, Trisha is one who wants to go next. Trisha. Go for it. Um, okay, so... You are listening to A Life for More on SaintGabrielRadio.com. I'm Trisha. I'm with Nick, Father Nick Ventura, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. You can hear us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3. Yep. Um, we are having a friendly competition on saints. I think this is the friendliest competition on saints we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's because it's... when a priest is winning, you can't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Can't Challenge scream. accepted. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways. No, um. So I would like to describe the saint that I think is applicable to this week in particular, you know, the week that this this show's um, airing. He was a young man um, and he decided that he he was very educated. He became a lawyer and then he decided that he wanted to be a Carthusian monk. And so he entered a monastery and he was very drawn to like the piety of these monks Mm -hmm. and um, just the the beauty of silence and um, but while he was there, he was there for two years. He felt the Lord calling him to actually be in the world mm-hmm. and um, to be a part, to be a light in the world. Um, <clears throat> and so he left the monastery and um, married a woman and she lived for, I think, 11 years. They were married for 11 years and they had four children and his wife died. And so this man knew suffering. Um, and so he was a single father of four children under the age of, I think, 11, because mm-hmm. that's how old his wife would have been when she died um, or nonetheless you know what i mean right um when he married another woman soon after um who was wealthy and i guess it caused some drama when he married the second wife because um so this man not only knew suffering but he also knew drama sometimes one of fathers do yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. she was a wealthy woman and she was an honorable woman it was just like i think they said a month after his first wife died and so 
But people said his intentions were good and he needed a a mother for his children who he loved so dearly. Mm -hmm. And something about um, just the way that he was a dad is that he it was he lived during a time, um, I think, in like the 1300s or 1200s, I think Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have to double check. But um, like he wanted the same opportunities for his daughters as he did for his sons. And so, like mm-hmm. he pers- like he pushed and pursued and and sacrificed so his daughters could like be educated as much as he did for his sons. And would he was known to always write letters to his children. Okay. Um, and does anybody know who it is yet? You don't have to guess. No, but... <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> okay. think so. So, uh, he, anyway, so to make a long story short, he pursued a political career, um, and at that time, the king was asking him to do something, asking him. If I tell you who the king is and who the king's wife uh, is, you'll definitely Thomas get it. Oh, St. Thomas More. Father had his hand up first, Kayla. My hand is in the air. <laughs> and I'm not done with my story. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I think we actually, let's just say, we can say it all at the same time. All right, fine. So on the count of three... Um, well, we already know it's St. Thomas More. So St. Thomas, so he was, so he's the patron saint of um, <laughs> he's the patron saint of politicians, uh-huh. and um, he the king had asked him to like say that he was I think like a relig- like the religious leader, and also to say that his marriage to Anne Boleyn was valid, even though he had it was never annulled. His first marriage was never annulled, and um, St. Thomas More refused to do that and refused to say that. Um, I think it was King Henry. King Henry the Eighth. Yeah. There's actually a beautiful movie about this, A Man mm-hmm. for All Seasons. Mm-hmm. If you have not yeah. seen that movie, go see it. A yeah. Man for All Seasons is an excellent, excellent movie. Kind of describes all these stuff, and like there's some great lines mm-hmm. in there that you know just resonate. Yeah. Uh, with a person. Just quickly, so he's the patron saint of politicians, and I think that during this week we could really pray for Saint Thomas's intercession as we're fighting here on Earth. That like the Lord's will be done. And Amen. this, this saint who was able to stand up for what he believed and follow his conscience could pray that we can all do that and do the in same. whatever capacity. Um, but some of my favorite quotes is when he was walking up to the guillotine to be beheaded, he told the men who was helping him, thank you for helping me up. I'll find my way down. I'll help myself <laughs> down. <laughs> I'll help myself down. And another down. funny quote. And he also said, um, I do the, I die the king's good servant, and but God is first. Yeah, wow. that like I'm I can be a servant of the king, but my God, God is, is first. first. Wow. Um, and then he on law he talked about if my father was on one side and the devil was on the other, but the devil's cause was good, then he the devil would have my vote, my right. So just wow. that like you do what is good. Yeah. Um, and then my last favorite quote is he was talking about suffering and he said, you can't make it to heaven on a feather bed. And I was yes. literally laying in my bed and my mom just bought me a feather top for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> as I'm like researching and I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> How ironic. So, uh, actually... <laughs> so, Trisha, what's the score officially? Um, Father Nick, three. Everybody else, zero. Yeah, I believe that's correct. <laughs> oh my goodness! And, and All right, maybe, we're really maybe not going to have this conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yep. And I, I need to go fast because yeah. we only have a few minutes left. Um, but I almost chose Saint Thomas More, no joke, because my <laughs> kids are studying him this week. Okay, so my saint, uh, you're going to know who he is probably pretty <coughs> soon after I start sharing some of these things with you. But there are so many amazing things about him that I cannot love him more uh, than I do. Um, okay. So number one, I really love, for those of you who don't know, I love skiing. So this saint loved skiing. Pope John Paul II. Okay. Thank you for interrupting me. It's funny because I almost chose him too. (laughs) Okay. We are truly best friends. Um, so I just want to share some things about him. 
Um, first of all, he continued skiing until he was 73 years old, yeah. which I think is awesome. Um, if you were to gather all of the amount that he has traveled, you he has made a trip to the moon three times. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Right. I know. Traveled to the moon three times during his lifetime. Um, if you were to put together all of the writings that he has done, um, you it, he, it would equal more than the Bible 20 times. Um, and those are in the writings that he's done. And just when I think about his life and the suffering that he went through um, at the beginning, I mean, it talks about how, you know, in the seminary, he had to do some really like heinous jobs because he um, was during it, lived in such a time of suffering. But um, the reason why I chose him is because some of the quotes that he has said, um, and one in particular, I think really fits um, fits where we are right now and uh, or well I guess where I am right now um, and it talks about um, where especially with our political scene it says um, freedom consists not in doing what we like but in having the right to do what we ought freedom consists in not doing what we like but having the right to do what we ought and I think that that has just been such a source of consolation for me and that... And St. John yeah. Paul II is, is oh such a good example of I that. I know. I and, just, I love, I cannot wait to But he him. was also a man of competition. And yes. I would just like to say, this I think is the very first time I've won the St. Competition. Okay, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I am very excited. So we had um, St. Damien Molokai, the Martyrs of Campion. Uh, St. Thomas More and St. John Paul II, all great saints for our time, yep. you know, really trying to inspire us. Do you have one more quote for us? Yes, yes. Um, it is the quote where um, I was going to try to look it up word for word, but the quote where he says, it is um, Jesus who you seek when you mm. dream of happiness, when nothing else satisfies you. And um, and that's it. That's the bottom line. I think that we can like just close with that. Yeah, it's mm. Jesus who we seek. Whenever we long for happiness, yeah. it is ultimately Jesus who we seek. Yes. That is a beautiful line. And, you know, the saints are such great, you know, examples for us. Mm-hmm. They've won the race and call us on. So, you know, that's what we live for. That's what mm-hmm. why we're alive for, for more, more. Um, which you've been listening to here on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Trisha Kasten, and Joel Yarmish. You can listen to us Thursdays at 3 Thursdays, Thursdays at, at noon, noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And right now, we're just going to close with prayer. Trisha, could you close us off with prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord, we just pray that you will place a desire in our hearts for sainthood. All you holy men and women of God, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Alive for More. Tune in next time, and we'll be praying for you. God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti.